This is Authentic and Ambitious with Allison Crow. I'm Allison Crow, your host, and I'm an intuitive life and business coach helping authentic and ambitious women keep the soul and success in their life and work through deep coaching, savvy business strategy, and connected community. This podcast is here to help bring insight, awareness, and action to your authentic and ambitious life. Let's do this. Hi, I'm live. Hey, hey, hey. This is a live recording of Authentic and Ambitious, episode number 131. So we are recording it two weeks before it will go live. And some days I like to record podcasts nice and private. And some days I like to do it in public. And today I want to do it in public, partially because I look cute. I look freaking adorable. So if you're listening on the podcast, let me just describe this for you. I do have new glasses that I love and adore are so cute. Got them at Glasses USA for way less expensive than here at my optometrist. Number two, I've been really trying to plump up the pink lipstick. Uh, Yeah, these things are about self-leadership. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Just really enjoying the femininity of pink lipstick. And then today I am wearing giant dangly earrings by Lindsay Links, L-Y-N-X. And um, I feel a little sassy, which is crazy because I was supposed to record this yesterday and I did not feel sassy. But what got me from crappy to sassy was my (laughs) self-leadership. So this is actually the topic that was on hand. And I think I had to have some real life experiences to be able to talk to you about self-leadership today. So I've got a couple of good stories. I've got some um, components of self-leadership and let's just start. So this is episode number 131, Self-Leadership with Allison Crow. Self-leadership, the definition of self-leadership is the practice of intentionally influencing your thinking, feelings, and actions towards your objections. And I work with self-leaders and I am a self-leader. Self-leaders master self-discovery They don't just master, they own and accept responsibility for. I think that's even better than master. So self-leaders own and accept responsibility for self-discovery, self-acceptance, self-management, self-growth and cultivation. They are owners who take responsibility. Now, this does not mean they are not at effect in the world, right? Like sometimes circumstances don't feel so hot, but the way they meet themselves and then grow through that is very cultivated and intentional. There is a primary, um, what's the word? There is a primary in coaching I always call it the number one rule of coaching. I don't know that that's the correct language that CTI has. But in CTI, the the premise is the client is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. The client is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. 
And so there are a couple of stories that have come up over the last few years. I can think of three quick ones that I'm going to tell you. Uh, the first one is of my client, my client, my friend and colleague, John Morgan. This is a public story. You shared it before. And a couple of years ago, uh, John Morgan actually called me for some coaching. He wanted to create uh, $300,000 cash so that he could spend half of that working at the time. This was the fee. It's, I don't think it is anymore with Steve Hardison. And so we did some coaching around that. And we also talked about, he, he mentioned that when he wanted to hire Steve Hardison, who at the time his fee was $150,000 upfront, non-payment plan, you pay that upfront. And his wife had said, what if you die? <laughs> I mean, what if he dies? What if Steve dies? And my friend John said that I will still fly out to his office every single week and I will read his journals and I will, I will read his journals and I will sit in the energy of his office and I will read the books he's read and I will take responsibility for getting $150,000 more and more of value out of this coaching relationship. And it was just so powerful. I've never forgotten that. That was many years ago. Um. Another similar story is with my past coach, Rich Lippman. I worked with him for three or four or five years um, in the first half of the 2010s. And I had done three different group programs with him. And the first two were really fun and they were very exciting and they felt really good. And the third one was miserable. <laughs> and um, I was sitting with Rich at a bar after one of his events. And he was like, I had just finished that third small group coaching. And he was like, so how did you find the blah, blah, blah salon is what he called it at the time. I was like, I hated it. And he looked at me like horrified. He got it later, but I said, I hated it, but I got exactly what I needed out of it. So that's story number two. And he got that. He got that. I didn't have to like it to grow from it. And I could have blamed him. I could have blamed him, but I didn't blame him because I'm a self-leader, motherfucker. So I actually spoke about this recently on my coach's podcast. My coach is Tara Newman. Her podcast, I think, is either the Bold Leadership Revolution or it may be the Bold Money Revolution. And... I can't remember what the title is, but I'm pretty sure we talked about ownership and I'm an owner. <laughs> I take a lot of ownership as much as I like to judge and blame. I take a lot of ownership <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I never, I never put, even though I hire my coach and pay her a lot of money, I don't ever put responsibility on her to do anything other than hold the container. <laughs> and some of my coaches have been freaked out in the past at first, not completely, that all I need is them to hold the container and witness me because sometimes by just talking out loud, I get exactly what I need. I trust myself. Then the final story I want to tell you is about a client who um, recently got a new client and this new client hired her and wanted her to teach her a certain leadership skill, like not a little leadership skill, a big leadership skill. And she found herself like, oh, how can I please this client? Let me get this curriculum together. And when we discussed it, 
she came to the knowledge that she was stealing her client's self-leadership by solving his problems for him. And so those quick four stories, right? She's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you're taking away his power. So as coaches, it is our job to hold the space and remind our clients, as, as um, I told one of my clients early on in real estate coaching, I said, I'm asking you to be great because you hired me to. And I saw her as great. See your clients, see your children. Please see your children as capable. And so self-leadership, right? Leading of the self, managing our self-discovery, our self-awareness, our self-acceptance, our self-management, our self-growth, our cultivation, is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself. Now, some people may be like natural at this or maybe train, I don't know, like you could be conditioned into thinking this way. I think I had a lot of help being conditioned into a problem solver. And so when I have a problem in my own life, I like to move beyond it. And if it's not necessarily a skill, you can move into learning about self-leadership. So we all know that I'm actually in the uh, self and personal development world, aka self-leadership, right? I don't, my clients don't hire me to do work for them. They hire me, their brain sometimes might think, oh, Allison will do this for me. And really what I'm doing is holding the space and asking the questions and sometimes poking with my poker so that they come to their answers. Now, I do happen to have a lot of teacher in me. So sometimes I'm teaching from wisdom that I lay on the table. Self-leadership is the solution to anything difficult that we go through. Now, let me explain a few other things. Um, I have a set of notes here. (laughs) I've been writing all these things down. They're not necessarily in order. And I'm going to give them to you in order anyways. So the first thing is I noticed, are y'all on TikTok? I love TikTok. You know why I love TikTok? Because I don't feel compelled to create content there. I like to enjoy it. And you know what? I've learned some really neat things on TikTok. And I do have clients that do use TikTok to create clients and create content there. But one of the things I noticed about TikTok and YouTube is that there are people, especially 15-year-old kids, maybe even younger kids, teaching a whole lot of how-to. I've seen teenagers teaching on TikTok how to build a drop shipping business to make $120,000 a month. So there are these, these TikTok kids that can teach you how to do anything. But what I have found in 15 years of coaching and 17 years of self-employment is that um, the how-to is never the answer. And in fact, self-leaders rarely ask how-to questions because they know they can find it at the end of a Google search. And yet, so often, what we're being sold is how-to. I love giving tips. I love giving lang- like sales language that helps people move things forward. I love giving strategic ideas. That is a part of my coaching. And yet, if I 
were not competent in those areas. So I actually remember there was one point in my coaching career where I coached the owner of an automotive repair shop and his three salesmen. (laughs) I don't know anything about running an automotive shop. But my job wasn't to teach them how to run an automo- run and build an automotive shop. My job was to remind them who they are, help cultivate their self-leadership, their skills, and their willingness to do what they know how to do to grow and build the automotive shop. But I think a lot of times the power gets fuzzy. We want to take the power away from our clients by doing all the work for them. Or if we're not in the coach-client scenario, we want to project all the excuses and problems outside of ourselves instead of take ownership and responsibility. Here's a few, um, not so I've written down, own your attitude and your effort. Own your healing. (laughs) Own your growth. Like what happens if we, you know, many of you listening are already in my audience or not new to the like owner mindset versus the victim mindset. And it is so easy to get in the world of projection and victim instead of owning, right? Or we own without compassion. I don't want you guys to own this shit without being compassionate with yourself. So here are a few things I wrote down about self-leadership. Self-leaders have a passion and intention for growth. Self-leaders have a vision. They see possibility and create objectives. So it could be goal, it could be emotional objectives. They want progress, not because they're not enough, but because they they know they're here to grow. So they see have a vision and see possibility and objectives for the future and self-leaders meet the now with practicality and compassion. So self-leaders don't actually bypass the present moment. They don't spend too much time looking back. They certainly don't spend time looking back as a victim, whining and complaining and boo-hoo-hoo. Where they boo-hoo-hoo is in the present moment when they're meeting difficult emotions. Self-leaders know how to meet difficult emotions with compassion and kindness, and then they practically move forward. Self-leaders, now while they may do all these things, self-discovery, self-acceptance, self-management, self-growth, self-cultivation, they also are willing to get appropriate help. (laughs) Self-leaders get support cultivate mind, environment, and team that supports the whole. Self-leader does not mean overly independent motherfucker. It does not mean over-function. Self-leader means cultivating mind, environment, and team that supports the whole. Self-leaders are also willing to do boring, mundane, and hard. I just had an amazing one-on-one coaching conversation with somebody who um, has created, has, has a goal, had a goal last year, 
had a goal, did all the work for the goal and sat on it and didn't offer it to the world. And we talked about why might that be? And the reality is pretty much everything and anything I'm off kilter around or blocked around or my clients are is an unwillingness to feel discomfort. We would rather have comfort, ease, and fun than do discomfort. And in the spiritual and law of attraction worlds, somehow we thought everything needed to be easy. We thought everything needed to be fun. Just because it's not fun doesn't mean it's not in alignment. Just because it's boring doesn't mean it's not flow. And just because it makes you uncomfortable does not mean it's not alignment. So self-leaders are willing to chop wood, carry water. Self-leaders don't need glitter and fireworks show and big sales to sustain them. They know that the mundane daily do sustain. So in my coaching program, I decided for myself, uh, y'all heard me talk about habits. I decided for myself that I would be um, tracking some habits. And somebody asked, how did you decide what habits to track? Well, I am tracking three really boring personal habits and three really boring professional habits. It is really fun to track money. (laughs) I love tracking money. I don't need to track money. Tracking money doesn't make me more money. Tracking the activities that make me money, which are boring, makes me more money, right? Tracking my weight doesn't make me lose weight or gain weight. Tracking what I eat, although that's not on my my list of things, the things that I'm tracking are reading every day, writing every day, walking every day. Um, That I have new contact love on an existing contact and make an ask, offer, or invite. Those are the six things I'm tracking. Not real exciting. They don't make great Instagram posts, right? But self-leaders are willing to chop wood, carry water. Um, Self-leaders make the best positional leaders, Positional leaders can be given a position without having any leadership qualities. You realize that, right? And so some of you may have given yourself a position. If you haven't been given it by a company and working for a company, a lot of my people work for themselves. So a lot of my people have promoted themselves to CEO of their small business. But a positional leader without self-leadership is doomed to fail or piss everybody off along the way. And so self-leaders make the best positional leaders. So if you're in a position and not getting the results that you want, then perhaps it's time to really hone in on how you are developing yourself And I'm not just talking your skills, right? So a lot of times it goes back to this one person, this client, and it's like her her client was like, I'm hiring you to help me be this positional leader. And she was gathering all the to-dos of a traditional position. And I guarantee you, that's not what that client needs. He thinks he needs the how-to. You think you need the certification. 
And I'm not saying certifications are bad because they're not. People ask me all the time, should I get certified as a coach? Should I get certified as this? Should I go back and get my degree? Get All of which will not be easy. And will it really, why do you want the certification? At this point, mark my words, there is, I would love to have my PhD. I would love for some of the things I've done to count towards my PhD. But unless I really want to go through that, there's no reason to get the position of the PhD. What's, what's my why? Right. And so I can know and not invest in getting my PhD through a traditional means, but I can continue my study. I don't, I don't know if that distinction is coming across correctly. Um, there are things I would like to learn and perhaps someday it will be in that container. But when we look, are we getting it so that we feel credible? Right. Are we getting something? Are we getting a certification? or another degree so that we feel credible, or are we getting it because we actually want to learn the material? Okay, self-leadership. Let me see if there's anything else I have on here. I'm sure there is. Let me take a breath. Why am I talking to you about self-leadership? I'm the cultivator of my life. I am the gardener of my life. I am certainly affected. If, if we use the garden analogy, there are certain times that the weather disrupts my garden. There are times when I feel flooded out. There are times when I feel soggy, wet, and depressed. But a self-leader doesn't sit in the soggy. A self-leader meets themselves where they are with compassion and then begins to lovingly and intellectually assess the situation and see what needs to be tended to and then takes action. And so part of this, yes, is independence and self-reliance. Part of this is not seeking the opinion of others when it's not the opinion you need. And part of it is getting help when you need help. So I just wanted to pop on, give you a little, um, a little thoughts to think and a little feels to feel about self-leadership as we start February of 2021. This podcast will come out the day after my 49th birthday. I'm not so much thinking about what I want to do or accomplish in my business because I have found that in 17 years, those never line up with the timelines. But when I focus on the woman I'm becoming, the problems my future self is solving, and how I can meet myself now with grace, practicality, and wisdom, and move forward right now, I end up creating anything and everything I want. And so with that, let me tell you about, I'm starting to um, have conversations with achievement level leaders and business owners. So when I say achievement, just for the sake of ease, we're saying have created over $100,000 um, of income working for themselves. I have a high level mastermind group. I also have my membership, which is $333 a month, but I have a high level mastermind group that will be starting in May. And 
I am right now, I have a, a handful of members that are rejoining. They, they finish at the end of March. We're going to take April off and we're going to start in May. Most of them are rejoining for a second year. They all own at least one business. Some of them own three businesses. <laughs> Some of them own two businesses. A couple of them own two businesses. Um, some of the things they're doing, a lot of these these clients are not necessarily growing, but some of them are shifting audience. Some of them are leaving one business behind, selling a business. Um, some of them are are doing some of the outer work of creating more time for themselves and building teams. Some of them have teams. So we are not, we don't really talk about brand new, like how, how to new business owner problems in this mastermind, achievement level mastermind for women in business for a while with a history of success. And now you are at the place where you want your hustle to be guided by sustainability, soulfulness, and your spark. So that's why it's called Spark and Hustle. So if you're interested in the mastermind, I am setting up calls right now um, for application calls. I don't really have an application, but I'm setting up conversations to see if it's a, a fit. If that's something you're interested in, send me an email. Send me a message on Facebook. Um, send me an email at allison at allisoncrow.com. I don't have a sales page. This is not that kind of thing. It's quietly done through relationship, but I did want to tell you about it here just in case there's somebody listening or watching who I might not know is out there who's quietly watching and, and ready to jump in. Um, yeah, with that, thank you so much for listening to episode number 131. I will see you all next week on the Authentic and Ambitious podcast. Peace out. Oh, oh my gosh. I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. Okay. Here's another thing. I almost forgot. Um, the other thing I'm thinking, not thinking, but I actually have. So one of the things I'm doing in my business is I'm tired of automation. Like automation just feels gross. I don't know about you, but I want and crave connection. I've always built my business through personal relationship. I do love marketing, but I uh, have a happy text and you can join my happy text list by sending a text to this number. You can send say anything nice. Don't say anything mean, nothing gross. But if you text me at 512-729-3079, you can join my happy text list. And happy text, the name of it is kind of goofy, but it comes back from when I, back before... Back when I had BlackBerry, <laughs> I don't know if they'll remember, but I remember being able to do group text on BlackBerry and I could do a group text without it going to like this big list, right? You know how the way, you know how like when you're on your Apple phone or even your Android and you see everybody's names and faces, I didn't want that. And so I wanted a very personable text service to love on my clients, um, and it really is for me to love on you. And so I send daily text messages, almost daily, give myself some of the weekends sometimes, but almost daily text messages of love and encouragement. And so if you would like to be on the happy text, um, you can send me a text and say, I want in at 512-729-3079. And I'm able to actually not just send those texts, but get texts back, Right. Um, so like someone said today, they wrote back, um, I actually had a typo in my text list today and I was like, 
send a message about typos. They love that. So it's just really a way for me to personally connect with you and you to personally connect with me um, at that number. So if you want to join the happy text list, you can do that. And it'd be really fun if you did. Then I could love on you from afar. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Authentic and Ambitious. You can find out more and connect with me at allisoncrow.com. The show is sponsored by my three rescue dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption the next time you're looking for a pet. Special thanks to Stacey Harris and Callie Orr with Uncommonly More and Elise Rich for making the production and promotion of this podcast possible and professional. Until next time, be your authentic and ambitious self. The world needs you.